a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. They sat down at the last remaining table, which was situated in the steamy window. Roger Davies, the Ravenclaw Quidditch captain, was sitting about a foot and a half away with a pretty blonde girl. They were holding hands. The sight made Harry feel uncomfortable, particularly when, looking around the tea shop, he saw that it was full of nothing but couples, all of them holding hands. Perhaps Cho would expect him to hold her hand. Welcome to the Restricted Section, a show in which a bunch of 30-something millennials look back at the teenage characters in the Harry Potter series and be like, wow, I remember when I was a child and had a crush on you. That was a mistake. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 25, The Beetle at Bay. It's my favorite chapter. I've been looking forward to this for checks notes. I don't know, like three years. It's Valentine's Day in Hogsmeade and neither Harry nor Cho knows how to communicate their feelings in a healthy manner. It's terrible. It's amazing. It's saccharine. It's salty. And then after it all goes to shit, an interview with the beetle herself. Welcome to the restricted section where we want to hold your hand. I'm your host, Christina, and I'm very sick today. So I'm doing this little kid voice, hoping it will distract you from the fact that I'm very stuffed up. Uh, my co-host today is Madame Mary Payton. Say hello to the listeners, Mary Payton. Hello, listeners. <laughs> How are you doing? How has 2023 been tweeting you so far? Um, it's It's been fine so far, but there hasn't been much of it. So maybe that's why. Okay, yeah, yeah, the jury's still out on 2023. Um, and our very special guest today is Josh, host of Super Scary Podcast. You uh, say hello to the listeners, Josh. Hello, listeners. I've been slowly <laughs> dying in the background. What if I just do this the whole episode? I, I probably would not be able to focus on what we're talking about, which, which might help offset the cringiness of this It'll chapter. <laughs> Um, what happened is over last weekend before I got sick, uh, I was at my friend Alexis's house. Shout out to Alexis. She does not listen to this podcast. And we were playing Kings, just the girls. So it was like a pretty funny energy, you know, and just the girls, uh, you know, we're all, for, we're all like 42 years old. We're playing Kings at like 11 p.m. And my friend Anna made a rule that you had to talk in baby talk. And I thought it was very funny the whole time we were doing it. And I just keep doing it ever since then. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that it slips into, like, a weird Boston accent occasionally, which <laughs> oh, makes yeah. me laugh even more. Oh, yeah. Well, both Bostonians and little kids do not know how to drive cars. So it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Josh, you were last year for Order of the Phoenix Chapter 15, the Hogwarts High Inquisitor, back in November of 2022. How has your 2023 been so far? I can't take you seriously. Oh, my God. Um, well, my 2023 has been pretty good. You know, I, I think I've 
how many months have I been married now since October? <gasps> that, about four months. So brag. Yeah, humble brag. Um, you know, this week <laughs> on my podcast, I finally twisted. Um, my husband's arm to actually do a, um, you know, a Valentine's Day special with me. So, oh, that's fun. You know, shameless plug. Go check out that. What movie did you guys do? Uh, we did Insidious. Oh, is Ooh. that a romantic movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was okay. I, I was trying to convince him to do something like Bride of Frankenstein or like what you know, just some anything that kind of has a love like theme. Midsommar. Yeah, yeah. Some or or like Technically ready has a relationship in it, right? <laughs> or ready or not, because that would have been very topical for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, since it deals and with the wedding. You could talk about couple. how when you first met his family, they chased you around their mansion trying to kill you. Exactly. Right. Like as happens yeah. to all of us, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm really not looking forward to visiting Sean's parents in Idaho in May because <laughs> they're chasing me around their mansion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been work- working on my fitness. <laughs> But yes, to answer your question, 2023 overall has been okay so so far. Okay, you know, wait. I started. I mean, January is a really, really bad way to start a year. You know what I mean? Oh my god, I felt like January was like the longest month ever. It's awful. I hate it. Can it just be summer already? I want to go one on one outside with my friends. <laughs> Is it funnier when I say things that a little kid would say, like, I want to go one-on-one outside with my friends? Or is it funnier if I say things that a grown-up would say, like, I cannot wait to suck my husband's dick a little bit later this evening? <laughs> oh, no. I don't like that at all. I... Absolutely not. No. Okay, how about, I meet, how about I meet you in the middle and I just say, I am drinking a hot toddy right now and it is delicious. Mm. Much better. <laughs> I can't look you in the eyes anymore. I can't do it. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I'll close them. I'll close them. Don't worry. I got you, girl. <laughs> I might need somebody else to eat my notes. Christina. <laughs> You're unhinged. Your illness has unhinged you completely. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have uh, what the kids are calling uh, a common cold. Uh, <laughs> no. But um, I've been on my ass for two days, and I have been medicating myself, and I perhaps have been over-medicating myself, unsure. I can't smoke weed, which is my usual drug of choice for these kinds of things. If my tummy hurts or if my head hurts, I smoke some weed. But if my throat hurts, mm-mm, can't smoke some weed. That's not going to help me. Um, and my weed service that I like to order weed from only uh, does deliveries over $50. And I'm not really trying to spend $50 on edibles right now. Mm, mm-hmm, anyway, mm-hmm. I'll quit the bit soon. Don't worry. I'll quit the bit soon. But for now, I'm still having one. <laughs> but when? But when? <laughs> yeah, but when? <laughs> so I'm drinking a hot toddy. Shout out to Ashley in the Discord who uh, pointed out to me that a hot toddy is not just tea and uh, whiskey. It's actually hot water, women. Honey and whiskey, which is what I'm drinking right now. I have a cup that has a hot toddy in it. And then in addition to that, I have a warm thermos full of hot water, lemon, and honey. As in addition to a flask full of whiskey. <laughs> oh, my God. You're triple fisting at wow. your age. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm in the triple decade. Uh, so I'm got to be triple fisting. <laughs> oh, I get it because of the baby voice. I see what you mean yeah, because of my yeah. baby voice. Right. Well, my mommy says that a, hot toddy, a little bit of hot toddy is good for me. And maybe I'll be able to go back to school tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. All right. I'll be done. I'll be done. <laughs> I have to, like, shake it out. I have to shake it out. 
Harry and Cho have a very hairy date. Harry and Cho have a very hairy date. I'm like doing a like yeah. a warm up. How right. now, brown cow? How yeah. now, brown cow? Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> like the queer kids quite like playing Quidditch. The queer kids quite like playing Quidditch. I like that one. That's a good. Yeah. Thanks. I wish there were more queer kids that <laughs> playing Quidditch at Hogwarts. Yeah. Anyway, Josh, can you tell the listeners real quick? Uh, I texted you a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Buddy, I need you back on the pod." <laughs> can you tell them what, like, why, what my reasoning was? I, I why we need you now more than ever? <laughs> because you think that I am the perfect person to talk about something so cringeworthy, <laughs> and I have never felt more honored in my life. <laughs> Yeah, I needed um, <clears throat> not the baby voice, not the baby voice. Um, I needed some people on this episode with me who uh, we're not going to shy away from talking right. about it, per- perhaps line by line. <laughs> oh I love God. the cringe. I love the cringe. Uh. Me too. If you can't enjoy the cringe once you've grown out of that age of all oh the God. cringy, then like, what's the point? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Listeners, this is the episode that we have been waiting for. And by we, I mean me. (laughs) (laughs) This is the legendary Harry Potter Cho Chang Nightmare Valentine's Day date of 1994 or whatever year it is. I feel like you've been talking about this for the whole book. It's my favorite chapter. Yeah. (laughs) It's my favorite chapter. Well, also, this is the only chapter that anything happens question mark because anything can happen yeah like so much happens actually yeah like compared to the rest of the book we've been sitting here waiting for something to happen and then shit hits the fan yeah like all of a sudden arthur weasley almost dies and everybody's falling in love sorry i almost slipped back in (laughs) but so i could think of no better people to come along on this journey with me Come along with me. We'll talk about the butterflies and bees. Wait, it's the birds and the bees. <laughs> but the, I got confused because the because uh, the Adventure Time theme song uh, says butterfly. Okay, come along with me to talk about the birds and bees. Got it. Can't even Nailed tell it. A sore throat. <laughs> Can't even tell. I have a horrifically sore throat right now. My body just has. T- I'm sure you guys have this too. I, I have this experience. Tell me if you have this experience where, like, if I'm not feeling well, but I have a thing to do that's, like, a specific amount of time, like, I can rally pretty hard. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, sit, like of the summer uh, at my grandmother's funeral, I was, like, very, very sick. In retrospect, I think it was just a grief sickness. But Aww. I was, like, uh, straight. I thought I was pregnant all day long. I was, like, I've never been this nauseous before. I'm definitely pregnant. This is... Dee Dee's final curse to me as she leaves this plane. Oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't pregnant, and I didn't barf on anyone I rallied. So mm-hmm. sometimes your body's just like, all right, we can't worry about this right now. Yeah, you got you to gotta do this one important thing. And, like, I've been looking forward to this moment, as you mentioned, for, like, six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's get to it. Chapter 25, The Beetle at Bay. So we got to do some bullshit and then we'll get to Madam Puttyfoots. Don't you worry. <laughs> just you wait. Just you wait. Oh, oh my God. One thing before I go, go. 
the podcast just hit a very cool milestone that I would like to announce to everyone. Oh. Ooh. Uh, the restricted section last week finally hit 100,000 downloads. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Yeah. Well deserved. Thank you so much. I'm very, very excited, very proud. Numbers are meaningless, but that one feels cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what if you had $100,000 or something? I was going to say, that seems big in any capacity, like, for, in any category. Here's what Brooke texted me. Okay, hold on. Brooke said, to help contextualize this moment, if you were to eat 100,000 grains of rice, you would be eating 3.5 pounds of rice uncooked weight. Oh, my <laughs> God. That is a massive number. <laughs> <laughs> So shout out to all of my friends who started this with me in my stupid living room. Shout out to all of my friends at the Deus Ex Media Network. And shout out to all of my wonderful guests who have come on the show. Shout out to all the listeners who are listening. Listening again when I told them we were getting close to 200,000 downloads. Telling their <laughs> friends to listen. Alex said she would be streaming it with the on three times speed with the volume all the way down while she was working. I was like, hell yeah. I don't know <laughs> if that works, but that sounds great to me. <laughs> so I just, I would like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank God. Uh, my mom and all my friends who got me here. You like me. You really like me. <laughs> but most of all, Christina, who are you going to thank? Me. That's right. Period. Wasn't that Snoop? Wasn't that Snoop, Snoop Dogg, who did that? Yes. <laughs> I want to thank me. <laughs> I want to thank me for believing in me. I want to thank me for doing all this hard work. I want to thank me for having no days off. I want to thank me for, for never quitting. I want to thank me for always being a giver and trying to give more than I receive. I want to thank me for trying to do more right than wrong. I want to thank me for just being me at all times. Snoop Dogg, you a bad motherfucker, girl. Snoop is the best. Okay. He's the best. So now that we got that out of the way, let's, let's go. So this chapter starts with, remember... At the end of last chapter, how happy Voldemort was. And Harry was like, yikes, why am I cackling right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turns out next day they read in the Daily Prophet. It's because he broke all of his buddies out of prison. So that's fun. Mm. He broke 10 magicians out of Azkaban, nine male and one female. That's feminism, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Women can break out of wizard prison, too. Oh, yeah. And like. Joanne remembered to bring on a woman. So like, wow, we should be grateful. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? So strong. She's a feminist. I don't know if you guys know this about Joanne Rowling. She's a feminist. <laughs> uh, she's a feminist. So she's going to make sure that there's at least one female to every nine males in her story. She's a feminist for certain women. She's a very strong feminist. Yes. <laughs> for very certain women. I'm just I think I am a little delirious. I'm, I just like kind of can't stop laughing. I'm like everything that I've said so far on this recording is the funniest thing I've ever said. <laughs> I, I think I need a little more whiskey. I'm going to pour some. That Woo. sounds right. That sounds right. My flask says SW. That's uh, my husband, Sean Watson. He got this as a bachelor party gift. Well, it's yours now. No, that's not what they call it. Um, groomsman gift. Ah, yeah, it's mine. I mean, he doesn't drink. He definitely doesn't drink secretively and on the go. <laughs> That's good, I guess. Pouring my, well, I do. Pouring my <laughs> lemon honey water concoction to top mm -hmm. off my whiskey situation. Oh, it's leaking. We're leaking. It's okay. Thermos brand, everyone. 
It's okay. I knocked over my drink before I got on the recording, so (laughs) we're thriving. (laughs) We're thriving. What are you drinking? I am drinking, I think it's new. It's the the Simply Lemonade, but they made a spiked version. So it's like a truly. Yeah, I I am drinking the Strawberry Lemonade one, and it's very yummy. What's what's the calorie count on that bad boy? Does it not say on the can? I think it usually just says on the box. Um, 170 calories. Okay. All right. 40 milligrams of sodium and 19 grams of car or yeah, 19 carbs. I think you just call it carbs. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, that sounds delicious. Mary Payton, (laughs) are you drinking right now? I am. Thank you so much for asking. (laughs) Well, you know, we got one line into the chapter, so now we have to do something unrelated. (laughs) Yeah. Right. We got way too deep into it, guys. Let's chill. Take a chill, Phil. I'm drinking a sweet water beverage, a beer. That's a G13 IPA. Oh, very nice. Oh. And it's got I like an it angry fish on the can. It it tastes like IPA, but it smells like weed. So it's supposed to be. It's Is called that the four, same company that does the 420? Oh, it says 420 right there. Yeah, 420. Strain. I see. I see. I yep. see. Cool. Oh. Yeah, you guys do like that. Mm-hmm. I remember you guys bringing that into my life before. Tis delish. Oh my God. Yum. Hot toddy right in the throat. Scald me back to life. <laughs> Scald me, Toddy. Oh, <laughs> Should we leave? <laughs> this is weird. I've been by myself on a couch sick for like three straight days. Desperate for friendship. <laughs> Speaking of friendship, these 10 best friends just broke out of asking our brother. The one female magician, mm-hmm. uh, magi- magicina, as they say, is magicina. Bellatrix. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. <laughs> Bellatrix Lestrange, along uh, with nine men, so at least the woman gets named, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and the headline blames Sirius Black for rounding them all up because you can't blame the system. The system's perfect, right? Right, <laughs> right guys. Right? <laughs> the prison to perfect pipeline, am I right? <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> The, also in the Daily Prophet is an article about how this guy, Broderick Bode, was strangled by a plant. Uh, next to his bed in St. Mungo's. And the kids remember that he was sharing a room with Gilderoy Lockhart and they saw that plant being delivered on Christmas. As an anonymous (laughs) Christmas gift. Yeah. They're like, I will identify that plant. That's Devil's Snare. How do we not know? That's just the craziest, saddest story, too, because he was attacked. Well, we'll talk about that, but he was attacked. I don't think it's, like, exactly clear what happens to him because he works in the department of mysteries mm-hmm. he got attacked but it's like which side attacked him am i being dumb yeah it's they said something about he was trying to break in or something but, like but that does, but if he already uh there was another guy i think who was tr- man fuck no oh. oh, it doesn't matter <laughs> this guy <laughs> was doing something here let me do this control f broderick not matthew the other one Oh, just kidding. I never took note of him before this point. <laughs> I Bode? think they just referred to him as Bode when they see him in the ministry. Okay. And that's why they aren't really sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't have any notes about him. So he got strangled by a plant, though. Crazy. Hermione fucking Granger is like, I got an idea. I need to. Um, I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> uh, Just wait. <laughs> I love what Ron says. Is that here that he says, like, um, I hate when she does that. It would take her 10 more seconds to tell us what she's up to. It's true. And it's so true. I mean, 
Dumbledore does that too. Like there are so many characters in the in these books that take off. The ones that the ones that we assume have it all figured out are the ones that take off, don't tell anyone anything. And it would have taken them not even probably not even 10 seconds to just explain where th- what they're doing and where they're going. Yeah, and Hermione does it again later. She's like, mm-hmm. I need you to meet me at the Hogshead. Yeah. Can't tell you why. Don't have time right now. Bye. And it's like, maybe that would be like important context for him. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Can we talk about how the nurse that was in charge of Homeboy that died? Oh, yeah. She's getting she, dragged. Yeah, she was getting dragged. She got suspended with full pay. and I, With full pay. Yeah, and in my notes I said what is this and a police officer in America like what's going on like <laughs> I yeah I was saying like she's not getting dragged really like that is a a to me the right way to respond to if a nurse messed up in a really bad way but obviously didn't mean it I know I just feel like bad for her because it's like I really feel that if you're like working in a hospital it's like on Christmas it's like just bring in all the gifts, dude. Who, who cares? There's so much to look at today. Yeah. Right. Like, I might have made the same choice. I feel like suspended with pay, though, is like an, a gift. It's like a reward. Mm, but she yeah. it, But she can't really... Her name being dragged like this, like, I'm not oh. sure she's going to be able to get back into that job, you know? True. Yeah. True. That's a fair point. Mm. Or get a job anywhere. Yeah. I also love in this chapter how they're all kind of yelling at each other about being discreet, but then that same person is also not discreet because <laughs> both her Ron and Hermione, I think, are saying at different points, like, keep your voice down. And then shortly after Hermione runs away, they they see Hagrid and Ron's like, You're you're on suspension. <laughs> <laughs> at that exact level. Too, yeah. That exact- <laughs> Level. Oh my god! And never like and everybody's like, "What?" Like, <laughs> oh my god, Ron. Ron is so dense in this book. Like in the last chapter, when I mean, to be clear, Harry's extremely dense too. But in the last chapter, when Cho was trying to ask out Harry and Hermione's like, "Come on, Ron, we got to get out of here." And Ron's like, "What? Why?" <laughs> oh, come on. Also, the gifts that they get. I know that was previous chapters, but doesn't matter. The gifts that they both get, Hermione. Like, Harry gets Hermione a book that she actually wanted, and then Ron gets her some perfume. Yeah, Ron is invested in what Hermione Granger smells like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he, he, I, I think it's like just a, he just doesn't, he's like, what do girls want? I'm an idiot. I'll just get Girly that. I'm girl. sure she'll like it. I know yeah. what girls like, <laughs> or whatever that song is. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a montage about the next several weeks. Everyone's gabbing about the escaped convicts. That's the latest tea. It says that Harry, like, doesn't exactly hear what they're saying, but seems to get a vibe that, like, the the whispers about him are a little bit different. Like, they used to be maybe talking about how crazy he was, and right. now that they didn't get a lot from the explanation for the t- convicts being out, they seem to be like, oh, maybe there's another explanation. Maybe Harry isn't totally crazy. Yeah. Like this, the math ain't mathin'. Mm-hmm. But I, I do love that. Uh, <laughs> there's a portion where Susan Bones is like trying to equate her like weird off-brand fame, um, <laughs> like of being a family member. Like, I think she has like a cousin or like aunt and uncle or something that get murdered by uh, the Death Eaters, right? 
And mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I couldn't imagine how you're feeling. I'm just so embarrassed. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like one of those things that would like blow over in a day or two in high school. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you have that like yeah. weird little pop of fame and you're like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I can't live. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been in this position before where you're, you're like telling us like something that happened to you or like you're complaining about something. And your friend is like, oh, my God, I totally relate, which is a very natural and organic way to engage in a conversation sure. by telling a story, by telling a story that you, it demonstrates that you can relate. But mm-hmm. like when they say the story to you, you're like, that is an order of magnitude uh, less than what I'm trying to say to you. Right. right you know, <laughs> like, you know, if I'm having a fat day and one of my skinny friends is having a fat day, those are both really valid fat days. But like. You know, maybe you could talk about your fat day to somebody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a really great analogy there. I like that. Umbridge has been passing newer, dumber rules every day. A new dumb rule for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Detentions all around. I think we see Lee Jordan, right, with his hand bleeding. Yeah, because I love that part, dude. I love Lee Jordan so much because the new one of the at least one of the new orders is that teachers can't talk to professors can't talk to their students about anything but their topic i love it i love like um dense lawfulness you know what i mean like like intention intentionally obtuse lawfulness Mm -hmm. and then um uh oh my god i just blanked on her name who umbridge yeah so sorry guys okay how can i are you drunk and sick no it's just ptsd i'm blocking it out i get it no umbridge is yelling at one of the twins for something and Lee Jordan pops in and is like, technically that's not your topic. You can't yell at them about that. Yeah. And then he ends up with a bleeding hand. Good for him. He gets in trouble. But I love that. I love I it. bet Lee Jordan has no trouble getting a date. You know what no, I mean? Absolutely not. Of any gender. And mm-hmm. I'm I feel like he's interested in the spectrum. That's my guess about Lee Jordan. <laughs> I mean, the coolest people are just so chill in all the areas, you know? Yeah. They just get it. And like, I would, I'd give Lee Jordan the time of day for sure. Uh, <laughs> 17 year old stunt. me. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, right, right. He has the balls, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Show me them cojones. <laughs> okay, so Haggard and Trelawney are both on probation. So Umbridge is observing every single care of magical creatures in divination class. So surely, surely she has a time turner, right? Oh, yeah. There's no way. Because she's got a room class. Yeah. Yeah. What do we think? I wouldn't doubt it. Or she's at least using some form of magic to help her. Like, like there's no way that she has all the time in the world to be doing all this shit, you know? Yeah. Well, it is weird. Like, I wonder if, because this is obviously through Harry's POV, so I, the only time that he could see that she's at every class of theirs would be when he's there as well. What? So I don't know that it would be for every class, right? I got the impression that because they're on probation, it's just like a thing that's happening is that she's observing every single class. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're right that it doesn't say if like that is what Harry is observing or that's what's happening in the school. But like, I got the impression that that's happening in the school. Yeah. Unless I'm pretty just like, well, Harry's an instigator. So I'm just going to look at the classes that he's in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's possible. The DA is going well. Neville is doing amazing. He, uh, as a reminder, 
the woman who tortured his parents to insanity recently escaped from prison. Mm. So let's just say that he's got some motivation. motivation. Nothing like a deep desire for fatal revenge to like really get you to excel in your class. Right? You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's feeling a little galvanized after the prison break. And, and the fact that it seems like nobody's doing anything about it. Right. They're like, whoopsies. Oh, that's a weird thing. It's like, it's not like this at all. But it's like, if after, you know, let's say Hitler didn't kill himself. Let's say that he got killed. And people were like, but I'm not sure he's really dead. Like, a la Rasputin. What if he's not really dead? I didn't see a body. Okay. And then there's rumors that he's back. But the president of America is like, I, oh, he's not back. Don't worry. He couldn't be back. He's dead. Big dead. Big dead. So, sorry. Uh, and, and that person... Uh, don't know anything about World War II, but the person who <laughs> says that he's not dead is stupid. And then it's like 10 Nazis break out of a high security Nazi prison. And the president's like, well, that must be unrelated. Am I right? Fucking Nazi prisons <laughs> suck. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like, oh, well, I'm still pretty alarmed about the Nazis right. on the loose. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I forgot to point my mouth in a different direction when I screamed. <laughs> Last part of this montage is the occlumency, occlumency. How do you say that word, Josh? Uh, ocu- Occumum? Uh, what? <laughs> My brain no. is malfunctioning. No, it's not right. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Give it your all. Occumency. I don't know. I've, uh, I've well, also... The, the L's before the U. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm... I was also listening to Jim Dale. <laughs> so I have no idea... Oh my god! I'm sure it was because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he pronounces everything so yeah, he's stupid. So, he's so, so dramatic. If I, 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 I'm a little scarred by his voice of Cho later in this chapter. Oh my god, dude! Let's never ask an elderly man to voice a teenage girl on a date ever again. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, uh. Sorry, sorry, I'm yelling. <laughs> Mary Peyton, how do you pronounce that word? Occlumency. 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 No, you guys are both. Occlumency. You guys are are both. uh, I take back my first one. I change it. Occlumency. Okay. You guys are both conflating the L and the U. That's not the word. It's called. Occlumency. Oh my God. Metathesis. That's what it's called. You guys are both metathesizing the Mm -hmm. L and the U. There's a linguistic word for you. That's exactly what some people do, like in African American vernacular English, when they say "axe" instead of "ask." That's called metathesis. It's very normal. You know that the English word for bird used to be "brid." We just metathesized it as a society. Axe is no less valid than bird. Okay, thank you. That has been my <laughs> thank you PSA. So much. Thank you. Come along with me to talk about the Brits and <laughs> Harry's really bad at <laughs> wait, 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 you confuse me now. Um Don't blame us, girl. Uh, <laughs> Harry's very bad at playing the accordion. Um, and it's making <laughs> it's making his brain worse. Yeah. Um his scars prickling all the time. He's feeling weird emotions at weird times. He's dreaming about the Department of Mysteries every night. Snape, uh, I mean, Ron is like, sounds like Snape is not helping, perhaps intentionally harming, methinks. I mean, it's a it's a valid point. 
other than the fact that they've had a valid point about Snape the whole time and it keeps getting invalidated by the fact that like then they're proven that Snape was actually doing not shady stuff, I guess. No, he's always doing shady stuff. He's always doing shady stuff. And he's, he's always not, doing stuff that really could be interpreted either way. And I'm yeah, not he, here to... He definitely was not trying to buck Harry off his broom to go take right, it way back. Right, right, right. But, like, he's always somehow doing the thing that could be either way. Always. Yeah. yeah so he's fair. the red herring, and he's also just the herring because he's still a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, th- this portion of the chapter, like, Harry's basically blaming every little thing well pretty much in this book he's basically blaming everything on everybody else but doesn't you know kind of take any you know accountability for anything (laughs) but then he also has the audacity to say that he's bored walking down this hallway in his dreams well guess what harry yeah (laughs) guess what harry we've been bored for the first 25 chapters of this book because you haven't been doing anything so if you could you know do something about it maybe like go prank umbridge or something you know you're already getting detention you might as well just add another one like do something interesting (laughs) get a hobby yeah now that he's like my only hobby is quidditch christina i think you're muted hon it's because i blew my nose Oh, okay. It looked like you were talking. (laughs) I was talking. It's because I blew my nose and I'm worried about y'all's little ears. (laughs) Well, thank you for doing that. He just needs a hobby that isn't Quidditch and he's like, can't get a hobby. I got Quidditch. Oh, that's true. And then he's like, oh, but I don't have Quidditch. Yeah. Which he whines about that 95% of the time during their date later. Josh, you're so nice. I'm always like, you're muted. Hey, you're muted. You're like, hey, sweetie. Um, I think you might be. <laughs> hey, hey, sweetie. I could be wrong. I could be <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah, I could be stupid. You're the host of this podcast. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I love people who say I might be wrong when they're like, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. That's like big. That's a Grace move. Y'all know yes. Grace. Grace yes. does. I, I've caught Grace doing that live. She's like, um, I think it might have been this way. And I'm like, oh, you're right. I made a mistake. It was that way. And she's like, I could be wrong. And I'm like, hey, I just said you were right. You don't have to do this. <laughs> I, I feel like I do that at work a lot where I'm just like, you know what? I could be wrong. But also I said this in my last email, bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. Yeah. You got to have both. You got to have both. Version, yeah, you gotta, you know, gotta like, have a little bit of both energies, you know? Mm-hmm, it's time mm-hmm. it's time for my next PSA. That that kind of thing, being like, well, I thought maybe uh it might have been like this. That's called hedging. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's a verbal, it's a linguistic trait that typically like females are taught to do from a young age because our opinions matter less and we don't want people to get mad at mm-hmm. us. But obviously anyone can do it. It's something that you don't have to do, especially it, it, verbally, whatever. But like, especially in emails, like work emails, cut that shit out. Yeah, I tend to ramble a little bit in my work emails. So I'm trying to be a little more concise, just like clear to the point. Oh, yeah. Don't apologize. Yeah. Ooh, concision. Ooh, ooh, concision. Mm, concision makes me horny straight up. <laughs> if I'm editing something, I'm cutting it in half. Mm. Mm-mm. Make that shit shorter. Gravity. Like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do both those things, rambling and hedging. So Well, you the rambling is the draft and the hedging is the draft. 
<laughs> like a lot of times when people ask me to review emails, they uh, I'm like uh, I'm like cutting all the I thinks. It's like you don't think you're mm. saying that you mm-hmm. know this to be true. Like mm-hmm. you don't think this. You know yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Own it. Know yep. it. Own it. Dream it. Be it. <laughs> Love it. Feel it. Live, love, laugh. I saw saw a picture on the internet the other day that said, um, die, hate, cry. (laughs) What? (laughs) As like the antithesis of live, laugh, love. I need that in my house. Oh, I guess I said it wrong. I guess it's die, cry, hate. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Mm -hmm. So guess what? What day is it? It's Valentine's Day. Ooh. It's Valentine's Day and Hogwarts, everyone at Hogwarts is falling in love. Or are they? No, they're definitely not. No. <laughs> oh, God, no. It's my mm. most favorite day of the entire series. It's so funny how this, like, I know we're going to get into it, but this date is, I thought I was just remembering it as extra cringy. No. But no, every it's moment. Than you think. Every moment of it is cringy. It's extra cringy. It's so good. Well, it starts off with Harry basically, like like the narrator or the narrative or whatever you want to say, is basically making it sound like Harry dreads going on this date. Like he's okay, not well. excited. Like I okay, get you might be wait. nervous, but like, come listen, on. Listen, listen, we're going to go. Th- I really rarely do this because these books are long, but we're going to go through it line by line. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> the last time we did this was the Veritas Serum episode at the end of Goblet of Fire. Before we get started, though, I would love, I would love if we could each share the oh story, if you want, about your first date. Josh, you were texting me about this. Would you like to go first? Sure. Um... Okay, so my first date with my husband. I have to kind of talk about the day before. Wait, wait, wait. Do you, okay, do you want to talk about your first date ever, though? Oh, my first... Of all time? Oh, my God. Oh. You can talk about both. Okay. Um, you don't have to if it was with a girl and you would rather... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will share that I once broke up with a, a high school girlfriend over email... Oh, I've had worse. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, after reading, I've had worse also from a gay guy. That's so funny. Hey, I wonder if they're just like there's something here that I can't quite put into words, and so I'm just gonna not look you in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, when I'm doing this. Yeah. Well, the sad part. I'm just gonna cut this off. <laughs> the sad part was that it was like over the summer between freshman and sophomore year of high school. So like, I just emailed mm. her as like a cop out, but I still had to talk to her on the phone later when she's like oh, sobbing to me, like, "Why are you breaking up with me?" Oh. And I'm like. <sighs> Yeah, I've definitely been that girl before. Yeah. But um, oh I also dated my now best friend, Irene, uh, for a short, brief period of time of a week, which... That's fun. Yeah, that's Yeah, fun. which actually, in reality, was only about two days because she was in, like, FMLA or whatever those other, like, business groups were. So they were, like, traveling for 90% of the time that we were dating. <laughs> So when she came back, I met her at her locker. I remember it like it was yesterday. I met her at her locker. I went to go kiss her. And she she just puts her hand on my shoulder and pushes me away. And is like, mm, oh my I God. don't think this is going to work. 
Oh my god. Wait, and how did you react? I don't necessarily remember. I I remember not being all that hurt, but um the next week I was in the production of Romeo and Juliet. Oh my god, stop. And I I was are, are you guys familiar with the characters? Yes, extremely. Yes. We both have English yeah, degrees. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I didn't know. I don't like to assume. Yeah. Um, Thank but you. I, was... I, I could be a little <laughs> less familiar, you know, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was the role of Paris. Okay, and... great. Love it. Yeah. The drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the drama, you know. So I, I You don't came out... not have the same hair as Paul Rudd. Oh, isn't well. that who plays isn't that who plays <laughs> Paris in the uh Bos Lerman movie? No. Uh, oh no. Paul Rudd cannot be in that. Yeah, he straight person. up is. He literally no. is. He's Paris. No. Moderately, she weeps for Tybalt's death. Now, so her father counts it dangerous that she doth give her sorrow so much sway, and in his wisdom hastes our marriage to stop the inundation of her tears. Because Prince is the cop guy, right? Uh, not the cop, he's the enforcer guy. And Paris is the is the one who's trying to marry Juliet, right? Right, right. Yeah, that's Paul Rudd. I'm not, we're not debating this, it's Paul Rudd. He's an astronaut for part of it, if that helps. Oh, wow, you're right. Yeah, I'm super right. What? Okay. Um, anyway. Okay, so. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> that's very sorry. very fun for you. Yeah, so I, I came out as bisexual during the dress rehearsal week, okay? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so. Um, you know, by the, uh, like, I came out, I think, on, like, a Monday or Tuesday. By the end of the week, everybody on cast knew, naturally. I guess I shouldn't have said that's fun, because I super don't know how this story goes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, um, so at the end of Romeo and Juliet, whenever Romeo basically stabs Paris and he dies, he has a line that says, oh, I am slain. Right. Love it. Love it. Yeah, knowledge. like like you already know probably where this is going. Like in, obviously in gay slang, slay, you know, is like, oh my god, Queen Slay. So <laughs> so one of the cast members, I don't remember who, but they were like, we rehearsed the scene and then after that one cast member was like, say it in a gay voice. <laughs> oh my god, stop. Oh my god, that's fucked up. Unless they're your friend. I would say that to a fr- gay friend. Yeah, and I I guess I would. Could you, like, give it a, try it again, like, just a little gayer, if you will? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I did it, and it just felt right, so. Oh, my God. Good Here we you. are. <laughs> I think theater, the theater, the drama, high school drama club is, like, the right yeah. place to come out. Yeah. Like, what, you got to judge me? Y'all are all fucking sluts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, well, what's up with um, your first day with your husband? Tell us about that. Okay, okay. In the short of it, the day prior, I was invited to a house party that he was hosting. And it was an underwear party. And um, so it was a very slutty party, if you will. So... I I remember showing up and Frank was already hammered and he and in his underwear. Yes, and in his underwear. That's great. Yeah. That's a great party thing. I mean, he's at his own house in his underwear drinking. Like Period. what an energy. Yeah. He's comfortable. Yeah. I fall in love with him too, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So he got me a drink. I kind of blacked out. I kind of came out of the Perfect. blackout to Oh my god. Uh, Frank giving me a lap dance to Born This Way. 
Oh my god! Yes. Yes. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. Actually. That's like the gayest sentence I've ever said. And then we proceeded <laughs> to somehow make it out to his car, where it was more private. Apparently, he lives there. Oh, I, yeah, but there's people there. Yeah, yeah. So, so we went out to his car and we're making out, you know, doing our thing. And um, oh God, love it. Like this is to give context. This is the first time that anything like this has ever happened to me. Okay, oh, so shit. I drunkenly asked him if he would go on a date with me the next day. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be feeling really good tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, okay, well, if you remember this sober tomorrow morning, then we'll go. So naturally, I remember. Yeah. And so... Oh, hell yeah. Way to go. Yeah, so we go Gotta to... Gotta write that shit down. Right? So we go to Chili's. I get there 30 minutes hell early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sounds fair right so we go to Chili's I'm 20 at the time so I can't even have margaritas so I'm drinking peach teas so I'm like I downed okay. like four or five peach teas before Frank gets there Frank arrives 20 minutes late because he went to a sex toy party at his friend's place <laughs> Frank is wild <laughs> God, I love this man. Um, and ten <laughs> years later, we are married and very happy. Wedded bliss. <laughs> Hell yeah! Ten Having years, your own private amazing. sex toy parties. Yeah. I love that for you. So you were at that table for almost an hour. Yeah, but you know, I was like riding the high of like, oh my god, I bagged yeah. a date. I'm a baddie. Like, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Baddie out here that. bagging. Wow. Mary Payton, would you like to tell us about your first date? I literally cannot remember it. Okay. What about your first um, date with Jason? <laughs> literally cannot oh, remember man. it. Oh, wow. Cool story, bro. Um, We started not officially dating. So, like... uh, So, you guys were just fuck buddies for a while there? Yes. Really? I was kind of joking. That's uh, no, yeah. su surprising for you, Mary Payne. I'm impressed. Yes, queen. I know, I'm, I'm crazy. <laughs> no, not really. Um, No, it was just like, I don't know. We weren't we weren't serious mm. at first. So like we I were hanging it. out Nothing and whatever. Nothing serious at first. But like wasn't serious. And I was like dating around and stuff like that. So I, I remember the first time he said he loved me. But I do not remember the first like date we had. Okay, so you got nothing for us. No, absolutely okay, cool. not. Um, my first date, love this story was in sixth grade with Alex Zaretta. Before I went on this date, I was 11, if you can do the math, sixth grade. Uh, before I went on this date, my dad sat me down Good. to tell me what a blowjob was. No! That I knew no! To make sure that I knew <laughs> that a blowjob was sex too. Can and I, I was undo like, the fact that I said good when you said that? I was that, like please? sobbing hysterically. Oh. I was like, you have to stop telling me these things. I was like, oh. mom was just sitting there. I'm like, why is dad here? Why aren't you saying anything to me? Mother, <laughs> I did not know what a blowjob was. So then my dad dropped me off at the movies where I went on a date with Alex Zaretta and his best friend also named Alex. <laughs> um, and all I could think about the whole time was like, oh my God, blowjobs are a thing. Oh my God, people literally put penises in their mouths. Are you joking me? 
Oh my god. And we went to go see uh, Lord of the Rings The Two Towers, which I had not seen the first Lord of the Rings. I had zero context about Lord of the Rings. What? The Two Towers is my favorite one, too. I sat and that motherfucker is long. Girl, and I sat you, through the whole thing. You and oh. Alex, Alex was like whispering jokes in my ear the whole time. He was he made it very funny for me. I had a great And you time. were like, "Get your penis away ah! from me." <laughs> dirty penis away from me. Um I just remember every time um, <laughs> a lot of that movie is like Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas. <laughs> and every time the three of them came on screen, he would go rub-a-dub-dub three men in the tub. And I thought that was like the funniest thing I'd ever heard. And like every time he did it, it got funnier. Oh my God. So, my so you date. sat there for two and a half, three hours oh, I thinking think it was like about blowjobs. It definitely wasn't thinking about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That shit was nerdy. I don't even know what to say. Well, let's say let's just move on. <laughs> Do we think that was worse or better than Harry and Cho? Oh my god, so much better. I had a really good time. He was funny okay. to me. <laughs> I saw him again after that. Oh my god, okay. Alex. Yeah, shout out to Alex. <sighs> so let's get into Valentine's Day. So Hermione gets an, uh, oh, it says, so I'm going to start at the fucking beginning. Where is it? Um, on the morning of the 14th, he dressed particularly carefully. What do you think that means? How, what the fuck's he wearing? Some more of Dudley's old clothes? How are you going to dress carefully, Harry? I think it's the same. I imagine it's the exact same clothes. He doesn't really have different clothes yeah. or a style or anything. He doesn't have so anything. Same he's, clothes. A, he's a void. He just, he's like a, he just, he's like a lima bean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I feel like he just like paid more attention to where it fits on his body or something like that. Like, maybe he shifted a sleeve. He's like, I'll wear like, the red one for Gryffindor instead of there, the brown one for Pooh. Yes. <laughs> Which doesn't doesn't change anything, Harry. It really doesn't. Okay, Harry gets to breakfast and Hermione has an owl that he doesn't recognize and then he, she consequently asks Harry if he will meet her at noon at the Three Broomsticks. Uh, listen, this is really important. Uh, haven't got time to tell you why now. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> fine and like Hermione the way that she reacts to the whole thing later she's like you should have done it this way you should have said it to Cho this way I think she should have had some foresight here to be like yes. this is what I need you to do yeah I, I was gonna say that too as the character who specifically understands and like sees stuff way more clearly than Harry and Ron do and always has to explain social cues and all that stuff and she obviously, like, understands Cho's side of things a little bit better than Harry does. She is completely clueless as to what she needs to do to explain to Harry mm -hmm. before he goes to Cho and says these words. Mm -hmm. You would think she would know by now. She's busy. She's thinking about this other thing. I get it. Yeah. Plus, she's like, I think you've said, Christina, this entire time that she's kind of carrying the emotional baggage of everybody. And... And yep, she's working out her biceps. Right. Sure. And even Cho, to a certain extent, is also kind of carrying the emotional shit throughout this entire date. Meanwhile, she mm -hmm. had a boyfriend who died last year. Like, she's working through her own trauma, which, granted, is not necessarily the same <sighs> level as Harry's. Yeah, I get what you're saying. She's not invalid, but this whole thing is awful yeah. in every way. Um, so... Ron can't go to Hogsmeade because Angelina is doing Quidditch practice all day. So Harry, I mean, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if he would have been like, 
oh, Ron, come walk with me and Cho. Because if, mm. if Ron could go. Oh, absolutely. Ron would be like, oh, yeah, sure. And then Ron would start bullying her about her Quidditch teams again. Oh, no. <laughs> but at least it would have been Ron's fault instead right. of Harry's. Yeah. Like, honestly, Harry could have used that. But Harry, I don't think he would have used it. I think he would have let Ron abuse Cho mm. for the whole walk. And then only yeah. once Ron walked away, he would have been like, oh, yeah, he he, he wouldn't have even said sorry. Mm. I don't think. I think he would have been like, yeah, he He's passionate about Quidditch. <laughs> yeah, and then Cho would have been like, hey, why didn't you tell him to stop being mean to me? And Harry would have been like, well, Ron's my best friend. <laughs> yeah, I've had to have that conversation like with my husband a couple times. Not that anything has ever happened, but like I'll see something. I'll see like so- someone's partner talking about them in a certain way. And I'm like, Sean, I want to make it really clear that like you're not to like speak about me this way in front of your friends. And like, mm-hmm. if someone is saying like X, Y, Z about me, like I, I need you to, even if it's a little hard, I need you to say something, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because much like Harry, Sean has the emotional range of a teaspoon. <laughs> Some people just need instruction. Yeah. Um, But Harry's got nothing. Sean did yeah. better than Harry when he was 15. I would assume. <laughs> okay. So, Harry and Cho meet in the entrance hall. Guess what? They're extremely awkward. Hi, said Cho breathlessly. Hi, said Harry. They (laughs) stared at each other for a moment. That's about a moment, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Harry said, well, uh, shall we go then? He doesn't say, you look really nice today. He doesn't say, I'm excited to see you, which are things that... Like, I definitely am coming from a place of, like, emotional intelligence privilege. I really understand that. We were talking in the last episode about how some people are, like, not seeking depth. They're not, like, looking for the thing to say. But it still just strikes me as bananas that if you're trying to get a girl to like you on your very first date, you don't start with even anything resembling a compliment, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, even if you struggle to say it a little bit, you know? Like... I think Cho would have appreciated that more than yeah, like nice sweater. Hey, we're ready to go. <laughs> like it's nice. Even it doesn't even have to be a compliment. Like it's nice to see you out. Yeah, like, not wearing robes for once. You know, like anything. Your nice ponytail. What does it say? It says. It says yeah, she looks pretty. Um, her looking very pretty with her hair tied back in a long ponytail. Nice ponytail, bro. Like yeah, it's like anything to do with her, the person he's on a date with. He cannot talk about. Even my husband knows that. We've been together for so long. He knows when he does, not by looking, (laughs) but by what's written on the calendar. (laughs) He knows when to say, oh, you look very nice today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, also she's in a, like, Ariana Grande ponytail. That's what I imagine. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, like Cho is slaying. You think it's up that high? (laughs) Why not? Homegirl's on a first date with the boy who lived. She is trying to slay. I think like all of this depends on like how cut her jawline is. Where that ponytail's at. Because for us fat faced girls, you got to do the low pony. (laughs) You got to go low pony girl. (laughs) But if you got them cheekbones and that jaw structure, Ariana. Yeah. So they join the line of people waiting to get checked out by Filch in dead silence. Yeah. (laughs) And I love, uh, honestly... You honestly, you really have to step back from this chapter to understand just how awkward it is, because that's one thing that like writing has a hard time with or reading, like conveying the length of 
silences. Right. And oh yeah, like was- um, whenever an author like, and whenever I'm editing an author, and it's like. After a moment, we did this. And I'm like, cool, what was happening in that moment? Right. Make us Take feel like moment. it's a long... If you want the moment to be long, make mm-hmm. us feel like it's a long moment. Don't just say there was a long moment. Right. Yeah. And even if you are even if you are a great writer and you can do that, it's still... You're still reading words. You're still, as the reader, getting information during that yeah. moment of silence. About the body language. Like, you don't really right. get that incredibly awkward, nothing happening moment. And there are so many moments like that through this date that you really have to think about if this was real life, if I was living it, it would be just excruciating. Yes. With someone you don't know, like, like with me, Mm -hmm. like I keep bringing up Sean's, it's a romance chapter. Sorry. Sean and I standing in silence, perfectly normal. We are very comfortable with each other. Mm -hmm. A stranger, the more, uh, the less I know you, the more bullshit I'm going to, is going to come out of my mouth to fill that silence. Right. Mm hmm. Um, occasionally catching each other's eye and grinning shiftily. Which makes me think of um, <laughs> when you're like, so my work is, uh, I'm talking about my work again. Um, but there's like one long hallway. I work at a, a waxing center. So it's like body waxing, right? So there's like different rooms where obviously the doors are closed for those, for the, the services. Oh, but there's one long. Open air. <laughs> oh yeah right it's actually out in a courtyard oh, right. um but there's like one long hallway essentially like a and doctor's so office kind of there's so yes there's so many room. times where you're walking down this long hallway and someone else is walking the other way oh my god i en- hate that you have the entire time to think of something to say or to figure out like something not that's not an awkward smile. What you do, do is them. you say, walking past you again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I tell you guys, since it's romance related, kind of, I'll tell you guys a story right now. Yeah. Um, when I was in, co- I, this is such a stupid small story, but the fact that I remember it to this day says something. When I was in college, we, uh, uh, like many colleges, we had a student center with mm-hmm. cafeteria and like little rooms to do bullshit, computer lab, whatever. It was a big building in the middle at 11 o'clock in the morning. It's filled with like hundreds of students. But if you were there at like an odd time, it would be like empty and weird. Right. Right. And so one time I was walking through the web center at Old Dominion University <laughs> and a really cute guy was walking towards me for a long time. Um, and we kept looking at each other. We kept doing this, um, catching each other's eye and grinning shiftily. We kept <laughs> doing that. <laughs> and then we walked past each other. And then I turned around and he turned around <gasps> and was looking at me. And then I walked around a corner and then I was like, wait a fucking second. And I ran back and he was gone. <gasps> no. And I've never forgotten him to this day. He was so cute. He had like curly brown hair. Like I've never forgotten him. Oh wow. I know. I've, I'm like, what if that was my true husband? Okay, so if you're <laughs> curly, curly brown haired guy, if you're a listener. Oh my God, no, you, you can't just say curly brown haired guy. <laughs> you need to be the guy from the web center or little Dickie. If you're out there, I'll accept you too. Oh my God. <laughs> what if it was him? <laughs> little Dickie. No, he went, to, he went to U of R. He went here in uh, Richmond. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he raps about us every once in a while. He'll throw the Richmond out there. Oh. Let me start with your background. Where you come from? Sure, I was undergrad down there in Richmond. Okay, they start walking. It's easier to be dead silent together when they're walking. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) How do you not just be like, oh my God, the weather is so nice today. Like, oh, the 
what time of year? It's Valentine's Day. It's not nice. It's not nice out today. (laughs) Well, specifically, I I can't wait. (laughs) Specifically, I think today is like very cloudy and stuff because it rains later in the chapter. Like it's not, it's not a beautiful day out. But you, you could at least say say that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh, we should get there quickly. Like, you know. And again, like, I am speaking from a place of, like, literally, like, verbal privilege. Like, Mm. I have a gift of never stopping talking. It's a gift and a curse. But I can literally (laughs) keep talking forever. I don't know if you guys have noticed that about me. I'm doing it right now. You're still doing it right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, like, it just... And I know that some people have a hard time doing small talk. Obviously, that's totally normal. That makes perfect sense. But, like... Sean is one of the most reticent, reserved people I know, and he would never let this silence happen. Right. Under these circumstances. I am not good at talking, as you may know from this podcast. <laughs> like, or, or improv, improv, improvisational talking. Wow. Can um, you pronounce improvisation? I can't do anything, really. It's a wonder that I make it through the day, okay? Um, She's really but- good at reading and writing, though. <laughs> Yeah, because I can think about it way too much. Um, <laughs> but like, so I understand the feeling of when you have this moment where you know you have to say something, suddenly your mind just blanks mm. out and you can't. It, Christina, I feel like you probably never felt that in your life. But because I literally I'm the felt kind that of person, so many times. I'm the kind of person, the per- the kind of person I am, if I am in this situation and my mind blanks, what I say is, Wow, I feel like I should be making cute small talk right now, but my mind is completely empty. I say that out loud, you know? I'm like, wow, there's nothing in my mind. What do you think we should talk about? Should have brought flashcards, shouldn't I? Like, like, there's ways to talk about how you don't know what to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. I know, but some of us don't, can't do that, Christina, okay? But I was going to say that even in this situation, I would figure it out. Figure it out. Wait, you just start pointing out yeah. things you're walking past. Well, right, right. Well, honestly, that's what Cho does. They're walking by the Quidditch right. stadium, yep. and go Cho, and, and like thank God Cho like has some sort of sense about her, I guess, to like at least bring mm. up some form of topic. She's like this is awful. She's like this is awful. Uh, the boy who lived is not talking to me. Um, <laughs> the boy who lived is not the boy who spoke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, not the same person. Yeah, so so she's like, "Oh, do you miss Quidditch?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great, great job, Harry." No, and, and then she's she like, flirts. "She's like, remember the she, first time we played back, together?" Yeah. She's like, yeah. "I will elevate this to a flirt." Remember when we first played each other? Yeah, and he says, "Yeah, you kept blocking me," which okay, flirting back, That's granny, a little job. bit. <laughs> Cho told you not to be a gentleman and knock me off my broom. Whatever they're talking about wood and the World Cup a little bit. The subject of the Quidditch World Cup carried them all the way down the drive because it's the only thing they have in common is Quidditch. That's mm-hmm. all they have. Period. Except point blank. Except having mm-hmm. a relationship with Cedric Diggory. <laughs> oh my god! Stop. Okay. Well, <laughs> what was I watching? I was watching something. Was it? Is it Jersey Shore or was it something? I've watched a lot of reality TV lately where the lady would be like, wah, 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 period, point blank. I just spat all over the filter. That also sounds like. that's what it's for. That also sounds like something from Real Housewives. So. 
Oh, maybe it was Real Housewives. Wh- wh- which anyway, city? I a lot which of city, TV though, is the question? Um, we were watching Salt Lake City. Oh, iconic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, Pansy, Parkinson, and company walk past. They're like, uh. um, Potter and Chang, which, um, wait, um, <laughs> our friend Mike, <laughs> our friend Mike texted us before we were recording. Um, oh, he said, it's not good. He said, R.I.P. Cherry. That's the best ship name I could come up with. <laughs> cherry? Is it Cherry or Ho? Those are our two options. I guess it has to be Cherry, but like, that's awful. That's disgusting for a young Oh, ho. God. They're definitely, they're definitely not a Ho, though. It's got to be cherry because, like, I, you know, virginity is a construct, but they're both virgins. <laughs> right. Actually, do you think Cedric and Cho? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know, man. Cho seems to have an expectation. Cho has been uh, w- uh, swept off her feet before. Mm-hmm. Uh, wink. <laughs> Just kidding. I also get the vibe through this whole thing where Harry is panicking about the other couple's touching each other and like we're so worried about it and i definitely get the vibe that show is not that worried about it oh i don't know man i get a different vibe wait let's wait for that i get oh, a different vibe. Okay, okay. oh we're, so, we're we're so excited like <laughs> so fancy parkinson comes through and is like potter and chang um at least cedric was hot which like <laughs> uh, which like uh maybe there's a point a but <laughs> i mean he definitely was hot but this is the skin of a killer, Cho. I hate myself. You got me, got me coughing. Okay. Um, so then they, so then Cho and Harry can't speak anymore until they right. get to Hogsmeade. They're like, well, it, that it's ruined. <laughs> Here's another example, like Josh said, about Cho running the show here and carrying the weight where she's, Harry's like, where do you want to go? And she's like, I don't know. Let's like look at some shops. Like, I think that especially when you're first dating someone, like decisiveness is very attractive. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I was actually like recently, my brother doesn't have, let's say, as much experience as me dating. And so he calls me every once in a while to ask for advice. And I was like, he's trying to ask this girl out. And I'm like, you need to like name the place and the time and mm-hmm. then say like, if this doesn't work for you, let me know. But like, I'd like to take you here at this time because then she can just say yes. You right. know? Yeah. And it, for sure. like, if you're, if you're like letting it go like back and forth, like you. Yeah. It just, it, it's hard to feel like want actually wanted, like someone actually wants to hang out with you if they're like, hmm, sure. Uh, yeah. Yep. What do you want to do? Well, like, and we, we'll get to that again later when the Hermione thing comes up because that is really mm-hmm. poorly executed. And like, I I want to say, I, at no point, I, I know we're saying Harry should do this, Harry should do that a lot. Harry has no way of knowing that right. he should be doing any right. of this. Hermione should have given him a pep talk straight up. Hermione's been swept off her feet before. She should give give him some advice. She should talk to maybe one of Cho's friends. And like she as as a friend who is in a better position to to figure out what exactly this date should look like, she should have helped Harry out. Because friends do that kind of thing for each other. Yeah. I I mean I think she could have helped him out. I just she's probably so tired, dude. She's yeah. like so tired. She, she does her homework yeah. all the time. She tells them where to be for school and what to do for school all the time. And like, 
now they have their off hours and she's like, oh, Harry, just meet me in the middle of the day. I don't know. Yeah. Just so much. She's doing. Yeah. She's like totally distracted by this other thing. Um, She definitely True. has a little bit of like the tunnel vision syndrome. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what that's like. Maybe she has like very high functioning ADHD, the way that she can get really stuck on stuff sometimes. Mm. Yeah. But she she might have like an ADHD like anxiety combo because like that that sometimes leads to like hyper overperformance to like compensate for like the ADHD. Symptoms. Oh yeah. I'm only saying that because my therapist very recently was like, let's make sure you don't have ADHD because it seems like you're maybe overcompensating for something. Oh my. <laughs> I don't I don't I'm just high strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that though, that she like that tunnel vision thing where she gets way too hype about something and then forgets the other things. Cause normally she's very aware of everything that's going right. on. Well, and also like, but she also, well, whatever, we don't need to diagnose Hermione Granger right now. <laughs> they are walking about shopping around. Harry notices there's no dementors around. Like there was when Sirius Black was on the lamb, which is, which indicates that either the ministry doesn't care that they escaped, but like, it really indicates that they don't have control over the dementors anymore. Yeah. I- and Cho actually recognizes I was going to say, it. Cho is actually the one that recognizes it first. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, bro, you're like so wrapped up in your own, like, whatever bubble that you, you're yeah. like not thinking of a bigger picture. But he, he is yeah. 15. So <laughs> this might be a dumb question, hedging, but um, <laughs> uh, uh, you're safe to uh, hedge here. Why is Hogsmeade such a big, like, why do they think everyone is hiding out in Hogsmeade? Like, wouldn't a wizard not want to hide like coming in for a Harry. magical... Everyone's always coming for Harry, right? Yeah, I guess. But I don't uh, know. They just assume everyone's hiding in Hogsmeade all the time. I don't know. Hmm. All right. So, so eventually, eventually Cho is like, do you want to get some coffee? And Harry agrees. The poor fool. <laughs> <laughs> What an idiot. So my question is, we all know how this goes from here. I would never, I probably would not take a first date. I would take Sean to Madame Putty Fitz and be like, <laughs> this is awful, right? <laughs> like I wouldn't, I would never take like a first date to this kind of place and expect it to go well. So my, my question to y'all is, do you think Cho was always trying to get him here to Madame Puttyfoot's, Or do you think that she really just was like, I don't know, let's get some coffee. I'm cold. Josh, what do you think? Well, I mean, at this point, she's the one carrying the date. So she's just kind of like, let's just do anything. You know, like, because clearly, like, he doesn't have a sense of direction. Having, like, a beverage does. Yeah. It's like an activity, something to talk about, which they don't, but they could if they wanted to. Mary Payton, what do you think? Um, Yeah, at at this point, I like to feel like she was just picking an activity because... Especially when you're young and you don't have a lot of money to spend yeah. on shopping necessarily. And you're in a, a, a like a new, not a new town, but like a town <clears> that you're <throat> supposed to explore. Harry oh. does have a lot of money. And if okay, Harry okay. really wanted okay. to impress this girl, he could have been buying You're right. You're right. I guess I was thinking of myself. He literally only buys He doesn't know how to, how to use his money. That's for sure. He well, because m- the Weasleys would never take it and there's nothing I can do about it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> If only um, they were less p- noble. 
But like I, I, I just remember like in high school and college, like going to get coffee or something. That was like the activity to do because it was relatively easy. Yeah. And yeah. you could chat while you were there. So at this point, I feel like she's like, Oh, let's go inside here. I know I, guess so. I know this place. I've been there before. But then at the end, when she's like, I've been here with Cedric before, uh. I'm like, Okay, so you knew the vibes probably well and like how much of it is the regular vibe and how much of it is the valentine's day vibe right right yeah and like i'm the kind of person where i would walk into this place and be like oh oh no no this actually isn't the right vibe at all have you guys ever walked into like a restaurant or a bar and been like oh wait this is not the vibe at all and left immediately i have but if it was if it was a like i'm on a date and the vibes in there are really romantic i would not i'd be like Uh okay, if I step back out, it's going to be a really obvious sign that I don't want to be romantic with this person. Yeah, and they don't really have the language to be like, that's a little much. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's a very small, frilly cafe. Let me see. It was a cramped, steamy little place where everything seemed to have been decorated with frills or bows. Harry was reminded unpleasantly of Umbridge's office. Um, blah, blah, blah. A number of golden cherubs were hovering over each of the small circular tables, occasionally throwing peak pink confetti over the occupants blah 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 roger davies uh with a girl sitting about a foot and a half away holding hands the sight made harry feel uncomfortable particularly when looking around the tea shop he saw that it was full of nothing but couples all of them holding hands which is a nonsense concept i guess they're probably all hogwarts students but like i don't be i don't be just holding hands across the table like that maybe for like a second yeah is that just me do you guys hold hands across the table no no no, it's like a force thing. It does sound forced. Josh, do you and Frank, when if you get like a booth at a restaurant, do you guys sit on opposite sides or do you guys sit in the same booth? Uh, like if it's just the two of us? Yeah, just the two of you. Well, we sit across from each other. Yeah. Okay. Mary Peyton, what about you and Jason? Uh, the same. Yeah. We have you're not occasionally insane. sat on the same side, but it's usually because we're like for a reason. Like if we're trying to. Like watch trivia together, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. watch the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Or make out. Or make out heavily. <laughs> like Sean and I would yeah. never. <laughs> Sean's pretty PDA adverse, averse, not adverse, averse. <laughs> um, so he would rather die, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Okay. So Madam Puttyfoot herself rolls up. Oh God, this description. A very terrible. stout woman with a shiny black bun. I'm picturing like somebody's nana. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I pictured the the lady from Mulan in the beginning of Mulan. Oh my god, the matchmaker? Yeah. Now pour the tea. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god. This is what you give me to work with. That's not the matchmaker. Um, wow, I love that. Now pour the tea. And then she like does a goatee yeah. on herself with it. Yeah. Oh my god. I Mulan is my definitely my favorite like animated movie of all time. Really? Wow. Maybe my number one favorite movie of all time. Like I've probably watched it more than any other movie ever. Wow. I fucking love Mulan. I love it. Um, they save the day with drag queens. Are you joking me? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. They're like. <laughs> I'm not gonna start <laughs> quoting Mulan. I love Mulan so much. Okay, they get some coffees. 
Roger Davies is making out with his girl, his girl at the next table. Roger Davies is also the person who was making out in the bushes during the Yule Ball. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all remember, but Harry and Ron at the Yule Ball overheard Hagrid and uh, Madame Maxime talking about like it, how he's a half giant. And the only reason that they were eavesdropping on that conversation is because Roger Davies was tonguing some hoe in the bushes <laughs> behind them, and they felt they could not escape. Roger Davies is the hoe. He's the ho- oh yeah he's yeah. The hoe. No, <laughs> he you're right. You're right. It's just always some bitch. Like who's yeah. this bitch? <laughs> but oh, I don't but know. but honestly, Cho could have been the. The other hoe that's like macking on the (laughs) chow because Roger Davies apparently asked her out for Valentine's Day, too. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait a fucking we're going line by line. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, Harry felt that Davies was setting a standard with which Cho would soon expect him to compete. Like that, you've mentioned this a long time ago, Mary Peyton, that like there is only anxiety, there is no joy. Like, there's yeah. no part of him that is like, I would like to kiss her. I would like to hold her hand. He's like, oh, my God, what if she wants me to kiss her? Yeah. <laughs> I think Josh said that, actually, that it's only like he's Sorry. not looking forward to it in any way. You guys should no be lucky excitement. that I am remembering either one of your names right now. After okay. the amount of whiskey I've had tonight. <laughs> Maybe you said Mary, but you meant Josh. That's <laughs> To postpone the moment that he would have to look at Cho. Oh, God. <laughs> he stared up at the ceiling Disgusting. and got a face full of confetti. I. Why wasn't this in the movie? Why? Why? Please. That's so good. <laughs> Please. So good. A oh little cherub. God, a little cherub above them throwing down confetti into his face. Amazing. So good. Amazing. Yeah. Getting into his cold coffee. Yes. <laughs> like. The bottom of that coffee wasn't good anyway, but now it's undrinkable. Thanks. Right. After a few more painful minutes, Cho mentioned Umbridge. They spend a few happy moments abusing her. Love that. (laughs) The enemy of the, my enemy is my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But you know that Peter's out quickly. They've talked about that a lot. Silence. Silence. Like find somebody else to talk shit about her. Come on. Talk shit about Draco Malfoy. God damn. Like, yeah, or be like, have you noticed that Neville's doing like really good in DA lately? Like, I can't imagine. Like, he's the come so like say anything. Anything, anything, anything. Yeah. You guys have this whole shared context of living in the same boarding school with the same like 200 people. You have things to talk about. Ask her how finals, like how the studying for owls is going. Like, ask her, ask, oh my god, ask her. Anything. anything. Ask her anything. 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 <laughs> I mean, he could say, "How are you?" Really? How? But he, he doesn't. He like doesn't yet. want her to tell him, yeah. honestly, because yeah. she does kind of later, and he's like, "Oh God, oh God." Okay. <laughs> um, listen. Do you want to come with me to the three broomsticks at lunchtime? I'm meeting Hermione Granger there. <sighs> Wait, and this is after the uh, slurping noises coming from the table next door. (laughs) (laughs) Just to add to the ambiance. Oh, my God. Cho raises her eyebrows. You're meeting Hermione Granger today? Yeah, well, she asked me to, so I thought I would. Do you want to come with me? She said it wouldn't (laughs) matter if you did. 
<laughs> every line, every word of that is bad. Here's what you do. I'm going to tell everyone right now. You d- do not text your friend and say, we are all going to Rachel's house. You can come to if you want. No, that is not what you say. You say, hey, I'm going to Rachel's house and you're invited. I'm going to Rachel's house and I would really like it if you come to if you're free. Hey, you're going to Rachel's house. She told me to invite you. Make the people in your life feel wanted yeah. at all yeah. costs. Yes, yes. Hermione said it would be okay. No, she said it wouldn't matter. That's worse. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely It wouldn't worse. matter if you were there. <laughs> like your existence literally does not matter does to not her matter. in any way. Okay. Oh, well, that was nice of her. But Cho did not sound as though she thought it was nice at all. On the contrary, her tone was cold, and all of a sudden she looked rather forbidding. I've been Cho in this moment before. (laughs) Uh, Pick up when I'm laying down, my dude. And and knowing Harry and how oblivious he is, she was probably laying it down even harder than this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I keep thinking about this line in the last chapter when Hermione, um, oh my God, oh my God, don't tell Cho that I said Hermione instead of Cho. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. When, man, for my, <laughs> uh, a couple times my mom called my cousin's like new girlfriend, his old girlfriend's name. And that was very <gasps> funny every time it happened. Oh no. And then she corrected herself by calling. She she stopped calling her the old girlfriend's name and started calling her like another wrong name. <gasps> and then she, I was, we had to be like, "There's no one named Lindsay." I'm sorry. There's no one. She's just an idiot. There's no one named Lindsay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> she's just an idiot. That's um, when you start making up like illnesses for your mom. She and you're like, uh, sorry, she has a stupid she brain. Just, I'm sorry. She's really sick. Sorry. So sorry. <laughs> What the fuck was I saying? Okay, this reminds me of uh, a line in the last chapter where Cho is trying to get Harry to ask her out on this Mm -hmm. day, and he's not getting it. And then it says um, something clonked into place in his mind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're just waiting for the clonk. Come on, bro. Clonk it up. (laughs) Clonk is like a heavy sound, too. So it's like his whole brain had to click into place. It's like a full body shock. It's like, yes. Okay. Uh, a few more moments passed in total silence. Harry drinking his blah blah blah. Roger Davies and his girlfriend seem glued together <laughs> at the lips. Uh, like we're doing this. I'm reading every fucking line. I don't care if it takes two hours. <laughs> Cho's hand was lying on the table beside her coffee, and Harry was feeling a mounting pressure to take hold of it. Just do it, he told himself, as a fount of mingled panic and excitement surged up inside his chest. Just re okay, so finally we have excitement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just reach out and grab it. Amazing how much more difficult it was to extend his arm twelve inches and touch her hand than it was to snatch a speeding snitch from midair. Now this does bring visceral ancient memories inside of me. <laughs> of like being at the movies and you like as the girl because uh-huh. girls don't have to do anything it's like 2002 you like put your hand like up on the armrest <laughs> and you're just like waiting <laughs> waiting to be held did you guys uh-huh. ever do that yes oh yes just like hey I'm available <laughs> just like putting it like right there on the table yeah like... just like here it is and yeah. it's so funny because like it's just so funny 
Marriage is very funny. Like, I'll grab that man wherever I want to at any time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I aggressively grab Frank's hand in the car, whether I'm driving or he's driving. I'm like, you are holding my motherfucking hand right now. <laughs> this is mine now. Yeah. I earned it. Yeah. <laughs> For us, what, whether Sean is driving or I'm driving, either way, my hand is on his thigh. Oh, yeah. I do that, too. That's huh. where it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Never the hand hold. Unless... Every once in a while. Sometimes we're listening to a podcast and he's like, oh, yeah, I love my girlfriend because sometimes we listen to stuff about like ADHD and stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess I value you. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Just as he moved his hand forward, Cho took hers off the table. She was now watching Roger Davies kissing his girlfriend with a mildly interested expression, which same girl. Tell what's going on over there. I'm taking notes at this point. I think this is the exact point. Other than the Hermione uh, discussion, this is the exact point where she's like kind of folding out of the date. She's like, uh, she's like retracting from it. Well, okay. What I think Cho's doing, I've mentioned on the show before that I, in my youth, was a very toxic, manipulative person. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not that way anymore. I'm a very honest, wonderful, healthy person to have any kind of relationship with. But I used to have a lot of feelings and I like did not know what to do with them. And like I have been in not this scenario, but in high school, I was in similar situations where I felt like my unspoken expectations were not being met. Mm. So I would act out Mm -hmm. to try to like either try to elicit the attention I was expecting or if I don't get that, you're going to feel as bad as I feel right now, mm. right? It's like one of yeah. those two things. So she's like, uh, Roger asked me out a couple weeks ago and I turned him down, which is like spot on. Like, I need you to pay attention to me right now, good or bad. Right. Harry could not think why she was telling him this, which in the very last chapter, she's like, hey, the next Hogsmeade uh, trip is on Valentine's Day. Almost the exact same line. Harry could not think why she was telling him this. (laughs) (laughs) If she wished she were sitting at the next table being heartily kissed by Roger Davies, why has she agreed to come out with him? He said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't even say in that moment, like, oh, well, you know, are you enjoying your time with me? Or, like, anything Anything. of that nature. Like, oh, well, why did you pick me instead? You know, like, it could have been, it could have been turned into a flirtatious conversation. Potentially. Like, Like, spin the narrative. You can, and, like, here's the thing that, like, people have told me all my life that I'm, well, especially in my adulthood, that I'm, like, very confident, right? Like, mm. I'm, like I, people tell me that all the time. And it's true. It's absolutely true. It's my greatest strength. But, like, it's not always 100% real. Yeah. Like, it's a practice of constantly reminding myself that I am in control of every single situation that I'm in. And then you are. Guess what? You are. If you just remember that you are, you are. And, like, Harry has never once in these books, up until the finale of the books where he completely wiles out and does everything wrong, um, he never (laughs) acts like he's in control of anything. He could take this conversation. He could make it work for him. This is the last moment at which he could really make it work for him. I would love 
Josh, tell me if you feel comfortable with this. Um, can, would you feel comfortable reading Harry's next couple lines and I'll read for Cho? Would you feel comfortable with that? Uh, yes. Absolutely. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I came in here with Cedric last year. And then you skip down. Okay. And then you say nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> um, I've been meaning to ask you for ages. Did Cedric... Did he m- m- mention <laughs> me at all before he died? <laughs> okay, wait. And real quick, Mary Payton, will you please read the next line? <clears throat> Excuse me. This was the very last subject on earth Harry wanted to discuss, and least of all with Cho. Well, no. Uh, there, there wasn't time for him to say anything <laughs> Um, the, so, uh, the, uh, do you get to, you know, watch a lot of Quidditch in the holiday season? Um, you support the tornadoes, right? <laughs> okay. That was perfect. Um, Mary Payne, will you please read the next paragraph? <clears throat> his voice sounded falsely bright and cheery. To his horror, he saw that her eyes were swimming with tears again just as they had been after the last DA meeting before Christmas. Look, (laughs) let's not talk about Cedric right now. Uh, Let's talk about something else. But this, apparently, was quite the wrong thing to say. (laughs) I love these one-liner descriptions. I thought, tears spattering the table, I thought you'd uh, uh, understand. I need to talk about it. Surely you need to talk about it too. I mean, you saw it happen, didn't you? (laughs) I would not do this to my husband. (laughs) Okay, okay, and Mary Payton? Everything was going nightmarishly wrong. Roger Davies' girlfriend had even unglued herself to look around at Cho crying. Well, I have talked about it to Ron and Hermione, but... Oh, you'll talk to Hermione Granger! (laughs) (laughs) But you won't talk to me! Perhaps it would be best if we just... Just paid and you went and met up with Hermione Granger like you obviously want to! Harry stared at her. Utterly bewildered <laughs> as she seized a frilly napkin and dabbed at her shining face with it. Ch- Cho? So strong. Really strong. Really strong. <laughs> now he's wishing that Roger and his girl would start making out. <laughs> Go on, leave. I don't know why you asked me out in the first place if you're going to make arrangements to meet other girls right after me. How many are you meeting after Hermione? And this is where she stopped. Like, I'm in my head, can she stops crying and she's deadly vicious right now. Yeah. Because that's what I would have done at this age. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not like that. Ha 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 The big laugh is perfect. <laughs> he was so relieved at finally understanding what she was annoyed about that he laughed. No, this screams. I've never been with a woman before. <laughs> oh my God. You do not laugh when they are mad. Not women, anyone. Yeah, people love to be laughed at when they're mad. My mom has a story about how the biggest fight her and her best friend got into, the only time she's ever got physical with her best friend, Jody, 
was because my mom was mad and Jody was not. And Jody kept laughing and my mom <gasps> slapped her. <laughs> wow. Iconic. Yep, you don't her. laugh. Iconic. Good for her. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cho sprang to her feet. The whole tea room was quiet and everybody was watching them now. I'll see you around, Harry. And then I'm hiccuping and running away. <laughs> Cho! <laughs> That's it. But the door is already shut, so what else can you yeah. do? <laughs> Amazing. This is every, I mean, this is everything that could go wrong. They both they both did everything possible to make this go poorly. And honestly, Harry's next line is the oh, icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Okay. Josh, you got to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, just imagine me in the rain, okay? Okay. Ugh, women. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Okay. <laughs> he, he he like pays, shakes the confetti out of his hair, and goes out into the rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Oh, buddy. Oh, honey. Okay. Quote. He simply did not understand what had happened. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I need to blow my nose. I've been laughing too hard for a moment. <laughs> should I should I read yeah. the absolute banger of a line that he says after yes. uh, women? Yes, do it. <laughs> what did she want to talk about Cedric for anyway? Why does she always want to drag up a subject that makes her act like a human hosepipe? What an idiot. Okay, so here's the thing. What the fuck is a human hosepipe? Is my question. <laughs> Just so wet. Um, Cho is like Cho. I don't think is wrong. Gen- super generally, I don't think Cho is wrong in wanting to speak to the only other person who has been affected by Cedric's death, perhaps nearly as much as she has. Yeah, I don't think that's like a wrong instinct. But I also think that she cannot be courting Harry. And trying to do that late emotional labor about Cedric at the same time. Yeah. She either needs yeah. to like not try to date Harry and be like, I want to connect with you about the Cedric thing. Or she needs to start dating Harry and build an emotional trust with him and get to a point in the relationship where maybe he will feel comfortable talking to her. Yeah, I I definitely think this is where her age is like completely blocking her from doing this right. Yeah. Right. Like I, yeah. I, I think she, I think she, you know, carries most of this date. She carries most of the emotional stuff and she's like trying to do this in a, what she thinks is a good way, what she thinks is a way that makes sense to her. But like, I think she does have some feelings for Harry, whether they're just because she's connected to him through trauma yeah. or because she actually does have feelings for him. And so she's like, this makes sense to go on a date. And also maybe I'll talk to him about Cedric. Like, yeah. I, I don't think it, occurs to her much like it wouldn't occur to harry or a lot of the people their age that that is a really twisted yeah. way to go about yeah. it yeah. well and i think that she probably is sitting in this place it's going so wrong harry is falling so short of her expectations and she's mm-hmm. remembering how much cedric probably exceeded her expectations in this mm-hmm. very place yeah. i would probably start crying too she shouldn't have brought him here yeah to a place that might be triggering for her. Well, I keep forgetting that they're 15 and they're, they're yeah, children. they're literal children. So like 
you know, the kind of thought process that we're going through, like we've been through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's sucks. Plus they don't have that many spaces for this kind of thing. You know, they don't have a lot of options for. Yeah, this might be the they, only coffee shop. If they want to be true. on kind of a date. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to take her to the Great Hall? Right. <laughs> hey, I, the library? I have been on dates to uh, hey, the dining hey, hall. Mary Payton, you and I have both been very poor women. Okay. We've both yes. been so poor. Okay. I don't think Cho has been where we've been. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. Oh, I, I've been on dates where I was just like, I can I swipe my card in case this guy doesn't pay for it? You know, yeah. like oh that's where right, I go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Harry Potter <laughs> stunned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the three broomsticks like a good boy um, to meet up with Hermione. He's a little early. He finds Hagrid, who's looking more beat up than ever. Hagrid is sort of waxing poetic and drunk. I stopped mm-hmm. doing our drunk teacher count about a book ago, and I regret it. I kind of forgot about it. But Hagrid's been drunk like three or four times. I, he's definitely yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, we're both outcasts, Harry. Good people die. I'm fine. This is fine. And then he leaves. <laughs> and he like really stresses that they're both orphans. Like yeah. he really wants to stress the fact they belong that, like, to each other. <laughs> yeah, that he doesn't have good parents in his life either. Like, I do not need this right now, Hagrid. You have no idea what just happened. Honestly, Harry should have told Hagrid what just happened to him to cheer Hagrid up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I make, like, a... I, I don't know if this is, like, a good point to make. Um, hedging. Okay, um, <laughs> But <laughs> hedging... Um, so Harry doesn't understand why Cho is angry with him, Right. But he goes and, like, sees Hagrid, and immediate is, like, okay, Hagrid is, like, battered, like, he's clearly going through something. Let me ask him if he's all right. Like, somehow he's able to do that with Hagrid Mm -hmm. and isn't able to do it with Cho. But I think the difference here, I'm kind of talking through my thought process. You're doing great, honey. Thank you. Um... (laughs) I think the difference is that Hagrid is clearly, like, battered and bruised. Like, physically, physically. you can, yeah, you can yeah. see that some that he's going through something. But Cho is more, like, emotional-based. Yeah. And I think that if Hagrid had been like, well, I'm really going through something right now, Harry would have been like, no, no, no. But also, Harry trusts <laughs> Hagrid. Harry doesn't know Cho. Like, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Know, like, 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 Harry might be demisexual. You all know what demisexual is? It's when people, like, uh, have a hard time feeling romantic or sexual attraction to someone they don't know very well. Oh, yeah. So, like, the mm-hmm. only other person that we know that Harry... I mean, Harry has so much trauma. It's like, is he this or is he just traumatized? I, I, you know, right. my, Sean and I play that game all the time. Is it the anxiety? Is it the ADHD? Is it the trauma? Babe, I don't know. But, like, <laughs> he, the only other person that he ever falls in love with is Jenny, and he knows her really mm-hmm. well. And it's like, yeah. maybe... Because of the trauma or because he is, like, demisexual, maybe he just cannot, literally cannot figure out how to connect like that to people that he doesn't know very well. That's a That good makes point. total sense. Yeah, that makes total sense because, like, like I said, he just kind of blanks where yeah, he would, panic where he would just, like, find things to talk about with other, with Ron, Hermione, Hagrid, 
whatever. And he just like completely blanks with her, even though they could talk about the same things that he. Yeah. I don't know. For a split second, yeah. he's like, it's almost as easy as talking around at Hermione. And then he's like, oh, never mind. It got hard again. <laughs> <laughs> so Hermione finds Harry. Um, She's sitting with Luna Lovegood and Rita fucking Skeeter. Mm. If Harry's brain wasn't broken before, it is now. <laughs> I imagine him in this scene, like, walking towards her really quickly because she's, like, in the back of the place. He's, like, trying to get to her. And then he Safe sees space. who she's with and he slows down. <laughs> He's like, oh, is this a trap? This is a um, trap. But he's like, he's like, Hermione would never lead me astray, but come on. Look right. at what's going on here. Yeah. Quote, I'm an unemployment did not suit Rita. <laughs> she looks bad. Her nails are growing out and stuff. L- lady, mm-hmm. you got to, if you're not working, you don't have money. You got to bring everything down a little bit. I don't know why you still have a manicure, first of all. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let alone. Like, yeah, like take it's a, those off. It's a chipped manicure, but like, why do you have a manicure? How about some Scorgify? Get that shit off. Mm-hmm. Listen, she's go. she's trying her best. <laughs> like, it's hard being a journalist out here. Like, <laughs> I, I studied for print journalism and I'm doing nothing with that degree. Ain't that the truth? Um, <laughs> and your nails look great, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so... Hermione has brought them all here to broker a deal. Honestly, it is kind of genius. Like, Hermione is doing, like, R.I.P. Cho, we don't have time for you right now. Like, there's bigger Mm -hmm. things happening. And Hermione, this is exactly right. Hermione wants Rita Skeeter to write an article for the Quibbler, Luna Lovegood's dad, uh, Xenophilius Lovegood's magazine, about what Harry says happened that night in the graveyard. Here we learn... That Xenophilius Lovegood does not pay his writers. Mm. Hmm. Huh. Mm. Huh. I just want to see their name in print. Huh. Okay. <laughs> huh. That's weird. Mm. Don't love that. Ugh. As we've mentioned before, the Quibbler does not have the strongest reputation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. So Rita Skeeter's like, I don't want to do that. That'll ruin my career. And Hermione's like, well, you know what will really ruin your career? Going to jail because you're an illegal animagus, which... Hey, Hermione is not not a Slytherin. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> she, for like the second time in this book, she's like a fucking badass in the, or like just doesn't give a shit. Have you guys seen that TikToker? Oh my God. What's her name? Hold on. Give me a second. She has like a Spanish name. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Um. <laughs> That is so descriptive. She's really popular for the Harry Potter TikToks. Oh fuck! I'm sure. Oh my god, what's her name? It's like I'm, I'm like looking through what you've sent me, Josh, because I'm like surely he sent me. No, you haven't. (laughs) Oh my god. Fuck! What is her name? Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna Google. I'm literally googling. What's what's like a a TikTok that she's done before that she does a lot of really funny ones about like if she was at tiktok uh, if she was at tiktok <laughs> oh <laughs> is was, it like if she if was, she was a, a teacher no a that professor? is chan wills is that oh, okay. her is, is it that is that the black lady who does yeah um, yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 i'm being dumb i can't remember her name and i feel so sad because she's literally i i feel like everyone listening is like screaming her name at me sylvia i just remembered her name sylvia sylvia 
without seeing it, I remember that her name is Sylvia and she does a lot of TikToks about if she was at Hogwarts and it's like, and it's like. And what kind of potion is that supposed to be, Sylvia? Uh, I, I didn't understand what we were supposed to do. So I just started cooking risotto. I'm gonna link to her account in the show notes, but she has this one about like how movie Hermione is like, oh, like, uh, like I'm a fucking book nerd and like Lottie Dawn, like I'm in Guardian Leviosa. And then it's like, and then it's like book Hermione is like, I have to read a Skeeter in a jar. Yeah, no, she's a human. No, I'm just going to keep her for like a year. Oh, no, it's fine. yeah. Totally fine. I just, I just found it's it, Christina, so and texted it to you. Thank you. That's Sylvia. so true, though. Yeah, um, everybody look up Sylvia because she's my second favorite Harry Potter TikToker right now after that one guy who does the very fabulous Lucius Malfoy that you definitely have sent me before, Josh. Oh, <laughs> my God. I love fabulous him. Lucius is hilarious. I love him, too. Yes. So basically, everyone's like, sure. I mean, Rita Skeeter's like, I don't have a choice. Luna's like, I'm not even paying attention. Harry's like, sounds good to me. What do I have to lose? So the interview begins. I love this lesson, too, that, like, Hermione and all of them get in, like, capitalism right in this moment because of Rita. Because Rita is such a caricature for so much of it. And in this moment, she becomes, like, kind of a wiser character than any of them uh-huh where where they're talking about hermione's like well why won't the prophet print it they won't print it because fudge tells them not to right and rita's like no it's because they don't want to and hermione's like okay well they don't want to because they're only going to print what people want to hear that's it doesn't make sense and then rita's like her line really is the prophet exists to sell itself yeah. you silly girl yeah. she said coldly and man Hermione's like, oh, yeah, I've never worked that just before. hits so hard yeah. That's yep. what the news is, bitch. Cool. Yeah. Josh, that's the end of the chapter. Do you have any final thoughts or feelings that you want to share with the class? <laughs> well, um, I, w- when I listened to the chapter, I did not understand what Harry was saying about the hose pipe. <laughs> oh. So I... <laughs> So I I looked it up and then I discovered that there was a band called Harriet and the Potters, I think it's called. And nice. there's there's a song called The Human Hose Pipe. <laughs> well, I'll say, well, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned Hermione. And you say, why would you do that, Harry Potter? <gasps> that's so funny. Okay, that's definitely linked in the show notes. Yeah, I I'll, did not I'll, know that. I'll I'll find it and send it to you after we're done. But Hell I yeah. I was dying at work like trying to look this up. Amazing. But yeah, other than that, um I mean, this was pretty bad and I've broken <laughs> up with the girl over emails, so <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I never, I never, I, I in high school got dumped by a guy over Facebook Messenger. <gasps> oh no, Rory, it's okay. He's gay. <laughs> Dated a lot of gay guys in high school. I guess I'm just a loving, accepting environment. Aww, <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> Mary Payne, did you have any final thoughts about the chapter? No, I mean I had a great time going back through this chapter. A great and painful time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's about it. Definitely. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's move on to plugs. Josh, remind the people where they can find you and your podcast online. Absolutely. So I run the podcast Super Scary. We cover everything from the supernatural to the super powered. Um, We are currently running season two right now. So you can find me on 
super scary podcast or super scary underscore pod on all the socials. You can email me at super scary podcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. And what's something you've been watching or reading or listening to or playing lately you think that our listeners would enjoy? Well, uh, definitely not Hogwarts Legacy. I'll tell you that much. Um, Oh, yeah. Yep. That's a very divisive subject matter among our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we won't really be talking about it here on the podcast because I don't believe that that is a valuable use of anyone's money right now. But teach their own. Yeah. Well, avoid avoid Twitter if you don't want to be spoiled. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, you told me uh, earlier today. <laughs> well, why don't you say what people are doing? Well, it's funny. There's like two different factions of people. There's like the the Hogwarts like diehards that are playing the game and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm in Hogwarts. And then uh, the other faction is like, you should avoid this because Joanne is the devil, which, you know, whatever. But uh-huh. um, they're spoiling the end of the game. So everyone is like fighting amongst each other and it's so petty and I love everything about it. Very petty. Very silly. Very stupid. I can't. The whole thing to me feels very stupid. The the way that I feel about Hogwarts Legacy is that if we had invested all of those dollars into developing a game that was created by a really cool independent trans video game designer we wouldn't be having this war right now yeah Mm -hmm. but we are so whatever um so what are you doing yeah so what am i doing (laughs) well um i recently got back into playing animal crossing um oh my god so you know i'm trying to you know rid my islands of weeds so (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I've been having fun with that. Um, I recently finished watching Wednesday on Netflix, finally. Um, Oh, how are you liking that? That was amazing. I actually really liked it. Hell yeah. So I definitely suggest that. I love Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones, she dips beneath lasers. As Morticia Adams. Yeah, that's Um, a Luke. Yeah. I don't know who else could do that. Right. Yeah. There probably is someone, but I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, that... She's been hot for like 30 years, hasn't she? Yeah. She's been an absolute babe for a long time, since before mm-hmm. I was born. Listen, her as Velma Kelly in Chicago had me in a chokehold in high school. Oh my God. Like, I would I'm come thinking home. of fucking Zorro. Oh, that too. Ooh, yes. I haven't mm. watched that mm-hmm. in a while. Remember when he like, and her like dress falls off? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Well, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so I haven't watched that one yet, but I recently have started. I work from home doing a job that doesn't ask very much of me, so I've been having a lot more TV time than usual lately. Ooh. So maybe I'll add that one to the list. Yeah. Hell yeah, Mary Payton. What about you? Where can people find you on the internet? All right. Well, you can find me at Crook MP on Instagram. What have you been up to lately? You think the listeners would enjoy? Um, I actually did finish reading a book. That I would recommend. So I'm going to recommend that. Hell yeah, way to go. I know, good for me. I finished reading a book called What the Fireflies Knew. um, And it is like a coming of age. By whom? Like, I'm sorry? By whom? Oh, by, uh, uh, I pulled it up. Is that Kristen Hannah? 
Sounds like no, a Kristen no, Hanna no. title. <laughs> okay, it great. does. It really does. <laughs> no, it's Kai Harris. Cool. K K I. And I actually don't know if it's technically middle grade. It's the the narrator is like eleven, but I would I would say adults could read it. Um, it's coming of age. It's about like family, identity, race, all that kind of stuff. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. It's won a ton of awards already so far. Wow. Um, it came out in 2022. Nice. Um, it's a pretty easy read, too. So I highly recommend it. Just um, anyone pick it up. It, it won't take you too long. Hell yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me in my bed, recovering deliriously from this cold. And I've been doing a couple things recently. Today, I binge rewatched Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's literally... It does everything I like. It's like pirates. It's gay. Yeah. You know, those are kind of like the two things. Like, I love it so much. <laughs> That's um, all you need. I, I'm on board. I yeah. fucking, I fuck, I can, I can watch that show forever. And like, it's, you know, I watched it in a day. It's not that long. I've also been, um, since last week, I watched all of The Last of Us, which is mm. just an incredible yes. show. Yes. Um, I'm so really good. not. I'm not like the biggest TV person. Like I usually don't care about TV. It's hard for me to sit still and watch something, especially without feeling the compulsion to be doing something else at the same time. Mary Payton, I know you can relate. Mm. Um, But like the last of us reminds me of like the olden days of game of Thrones where it's like, drop everything, turn off Mm. every light. I'm like, if Sean picks up his phone, I'm like, put that fucking phone down. Like we're watching (laughs) this show right now. Like, The emptiness of like getting to the end and having to wait for the next episode is like really killing me. But four episodes are out. By the time this episode comes out, the fifth episode will be out. And it's just Mm -hmm. incredible. And if you haven't played the game, it's a super, super, super fun game by. Oh, my God. What's the name? It's a funny. It's a funny developer. Naughty Dog (laughs) is the developer. (laughs) It's very funny on like the serious HBO credits. And it's like based on a game by Naughty Naughty dog (laughs) but if you haven't played the game it's super fun and the best part is that there are i played the game maybe four or five years ago and watching the show like i'm having like aggressive deja vu to the game like there's like scenes where i'm like that is pulled and it's not like anything it's like oh these fucking fallen bricks (laughs) are like laid out the exact same way they were in the game like there's some stuff that's lifted directly from the game the show really emulates the video game vibe the way that you like are creeping you know like oh whatever i know i'm talking too long but it's just it's also good and then um since i've been sick this week i started playing bastion on my nintendo switch which is a 2011 game by um super giant games they also did hades which I know that a lot of our listeners have played Hades um, and Bastion. Um, I forget how I stumbled across their soundtrack, the Bastion (laughs) soundtrack, like 10 years ago. It's my favorite writing playlist. It's like fantasy Western music. Um, And so I've I've been wanting to play the game that long, and I finally started playing it. And it's really fun. I'm having a really good time. It's pretty easy. I'm not that smart at video games. So lowest common denominator, play Bastion. Josh, thank you so much for joining us to go over this absolute shit show of a chapter. Yeah. Absolutely. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hell yeah. And we'll get you back for, I always forget the name of the next book, Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> we'll see you again in a couple months over the summer, maybe for Half-Blood Prince. Yes. And Mary Payton, I just love you, girl. I love you too. And thanks for bringing me on for this 
episode. Because I could count it on you to be like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever <laughs> so, painful. <laughs> so painful. And I love that human pain. We love oh, it. Hurts. It hurts so it was good. So yes. good. Yep. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. and that's the end of the episode. That's it, Potheads. Thanks for listening to the Restricted Section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. Hi, my name's Sam, and I've recently become an adult. But why does adulting have to suck? Join me on my journey to rediscover the joy of following your passions as an adult and discuss it with people who are doing just that. I'll sit down with a variety of people from all walks of life and ask the important questions while trying to figure out what does it really mean to adult. Whether you're a pro or haven't even started, come and listen wherever you get your podcasts and hopefully you might learn a thing or two. Like, how long can I be silent until one of us says? <laughs> no, that's it's like we're on a date with Cho. Oh my God, we're on a date with yeah! <laughs> Oh my God. I want to like emulate, I want to replicate this date with like in a YouTube video <gasps> with all of the silences, you know? Please. That would be so good. I, I will be Harry. Mm-hmm. I will reprise my role as Harry. Media.